Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on your Veteran Day Friday here on Right Spokane Perspective. I hope everybody out there is safe and sane and you're prepping for a weekend. I don't know what kind of weather we're going to have. Cold. <laughs> I guess cold. We, we just got told it's going to be cold, ladies That's, and gentlemen, so just, make sure you bundle up. It's climate change, man. I'm telling you. I mean, the, <laughs> the veterans fought for freedom, but they didn't fight enough to make sure that the weather stayed warm. Oh, yeah. You bet. So, Oh, you know, we're going to honor the veterans. But yeah, it's climate change, man. It's winter. It's, it's, it's here. <laughs> now, Ernest Shackleton led an unsuccessful expedition across Antarctica in 1914 when his ship aptly named Endurance became trapped in heavy ice in Weddell Sea. It became an endurance race just to survive with no means of communicating with the rest of the world. Shackleton and his crew used lifeboats to make the journey to the nearest shore, Elephant Island. While most of the crew stayed behind on the island, Shackleton and five crew members spent two weeks traveling 800 miles across the ocean to South Georgia to get help for those left behind. The failed expedition became a victorious entry in the history books when all of Shackleton's men survived, thanks to their courage and endurance. The Apostle Paul knew what it meant to endure. During a stormy sea voyage to Rome to face trial for his beliefs in Jesus, Paul learned from an angel of God that the ship would sink. But the apostle kept the men aboard, encouraged, thanks to God's promise that all would survive, despite the loss of the ship. When disaster strikes, we tend to want God to immediately make everything better. But God gives us the faith to endure and grow. As Paul wrote to the Romans, suffering produces endurance. Knowing that, we can encourage each other to keep trusting God in hard times. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. We need your help to keep going, even when it's tough. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you were paying attention to yesterday's show, you know now I am officially retired. So I got a little bit of funny stuff for you here. <laughs> After I retired, my wife insisted that I accompany her on trips to the local grocery store. Unfortunately, like most men, I found shopping boring and preferred to get in and get out. Equally unfortunate, my wife is like most women. She loves to browse. Yesterday, my dear wife received the following letter from the local store manager. Dear Mrs. Harris, over the past six months, your husband has caused quite a commotion in our store. We cannot tolerate this behavior and have been forced to ban both of you from the store. Ouch. Our complaints against your husband, Mrs. Harris, are listed below and are documented by our video surveillance cameras. Number one, June 15th. He took 24 boxes of condoms and randomly put them in other people's carts when they weren't looking. <laughs> nice. July 2nd. He set all the alarm clocks and housewares to go off at five-minute intervals. July 19th, walked up to an employee and told her in an official voice, code three in housewares, get on it right away. This caused the employee to leave her assigned station and receive a reprimand from her supervisor that in turn resulted in a union grievance causing management to lose time and costing the company money. We don't have a code three. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. August 4th, went to the service desk and tried to put a bag of M&Ms on layaway. 
August 14th, moved a caution wet floor sign to a carpeted area. August 15th, set up a tent in the camping department and told the children shoppers that he'd invite them if they would bring pillows and blankets from the bedding department, to which 20 children obliged. (laughs) Oh, no. Got the Boy Scouts setting up camp in the middle of the store. You bet. August 23rd, when a clerk asked if they could help him, he began crying and screaming, Why can't you people just leave me alone? The EMTs were then called. (laughs) September 4th, looked right into the security camera and used it as a mirror while he picked his nose. (laughs) September 10th, while handling guns in the hunting department, he asked the clerk where the antidepressants were. (laughs) That is not good. (laughs) October 3, he darted around the store suspiciously, loudly humming the Mission Impossible theme. October 6th, in the auto department, he practiced his Madonna look using different sizes of funnels. October 18th, he hid in the clothing rack, and when people browsed through, he yelled, Pick me! Pick me! (laughs) October 22nd, when an announcement came over the loudspeaker, he assumed a fetal position and screamed, Oh no, it's those voices again! And, and then he took a box of condoms to the checkout clerk and asked where the fitting room was. <laughs> and last but not least, on October 23rd, he went into a fitting room, shut the door, waited a while, and then yelled very loudly, Hey, there's no toilet paper in here. One of the clerks ended up passing out. <laughs> oh, no. I can see why they... That sounds like something an old retired veteran would do. <laughs> it does does sound, yeah, definitely a cantankerous retired... Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, dis- disgruntled husband forced to shop <laughs> with his wife. You know, and it's interesting that you came out with that story, Mike. And, and of course, you're retired. I don't know if your wife is going to ask you to accompany her in the stores <laughs> if she listens to today's show because uh, she might be concerned that you might... Uh, reenact something that you've read online like the stories about uh, a guy shopping with his wife you know I, I went to uh, Walmart and uh, and I don't go shopping with the wife because we have you know conflicting work schedules and um, you know I go in and I'm like you know what do we need to survive for the next six I know months? I'm in and out just like you man well you know <laughs> I know browsing here no I do the in and out I grab what I need and that's it because if I went aisle by aisle you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of our, uh, you know, wives or, you know, the people that do the family shopping, you got to go aisle by aisle to get the stuff you need. You know, you need the condiments, you know, you know stuff out of the snack aisle. You got the meat and the bread and the, you know, so you got to go through this. I go in for one thing and I'm gone, right? And, or two things. And it's been a long time, Mike, since I've been in Walmart and I went in there and I felt like I was in an environment where the 2020 riots occurred. <laughs> it was like what is going on here these people are nuts They're, i mean and, what and is it, going what is up with the self-checkout phenom that's going on all, all, every store well, nowadays well the prices are all skyrocketing going through the i look at a rack for the prices and it just you know it, i used to go shopping with the wife every time i did when i used to go shopping with the wife it was expensive because I started looking at things that we needed for the next six months. I'm like, I'm a survivalist. You know, I don't, I don't want to buy, <laughs> you know, toilet paper every week or, to, you know, small package of this or small package of that. I want the hernia size salsa, right? <laughs> I don't want to buy salsa for the next four months. Right. So, you know, it was a little bit more expensive if I went shopping with the wife. So she does a good job at, you know, monitoring that that spending budget so we're not buying, you know, enough Kleenex to last till the apocalypse, right? <laughs> so, but I go in there and, it, yeah, it's nuts. The prices are skyrocketed through the roof. 
And I'm like, well, how can anybody afford to buy any of this stuff? And then, of course, you know, there are those people that are shopping that they're, they're you know, probably pinching pennies and figuring out what do we have to have, what don't we need. And it's just there's so many people in the store. And it was probably the time of day that I went there. It was the middle. And it was the middle of the day. I'm like, don't these people have jobs? <laughs> no these, kidding. You know, but they might work odd schedules like I do. So, okay, whatever. Yeah, go to the checkout. And there's like, there's nobody checking groceries. I have to check out my own groceries now? And I, and I was anti, you know, this self-checkout thing, because you know there's a ton of theft going on in these stores, not just with shoplifters, but also people that forget to scan items, we'll put it right, that way. Right, So I'm saying, I'm thinking, okay, so now you've got all these self-checkouts, that's all there is. Now you've got honest shoppers that are paying higher prices to pay for the theft of the dishonest shoppers that don't scan everything. Right. And so, and, and the, the other thing is then there's no service. And I'm thinking back now, and maybe this puts an, an, a date on me, this dates me somehow, <laughs> but I've, I'm looking back at, you know, going shopping with my mom, right? When I was supposed to behave myself, I did not see a store full of behaved people the other day. Did not see it. And maybe we needed a few veterans in there, not pulling shenanigans like the story you told, but maybe a few veterans in there, you know, creating some order, you know, because it would just seem like a madhouse to me. I'm like, I cannot handle this environment. I do never want to go there again. I left the store and I thought that was a horrible experience. I'd never had a therapist. I don't think that's been a good one anyway. I'm, I'm going to need to find one after that. So, <laughs> time. but I didn't get a paycheck after checking myself out. There was no self checkout <laughs> discount. So, you know, prices went up and you have to uh, provide your own service. And so I, yeah, what a horrible experience. I, I go back to that shopping with my mom thing. You know, it was a peaceful experience for the most part, except for that one person that's got the screaming kid. And I'm sure that might've been me a couple of times when I was little, but it was not a madhouse experience. You went in there, people were courteous. You smiled at people. And now you go to a store that's, it's these big conglomerates. You don't have your local neighborhood grocery stores as much anymore. It's these giant multinational big behemoths you know they've got everything you could buy you know tires or like produce or you buy everything it's like a super center but it's super annoying to me because you go in there and it's just mobs of people getting whatever they need to get and it's like not even making eye contact with people <laughs> so you're not going to probably see someone you know there because for the most part everyone's got their head down except for when they're looking at the shelves comparing prices you know yeah, don't make eye time. contact <laughs> pretty crazy isn't it? I, it it's nuts yeah so it's, so i, I think it's going to get even more nuts man I'm so now you. i i, I I'm, I'm gonna pray for my wife every time she goes shopping <laughs> i think we need to pray for uh those uh, in our community that happen to go shopping because it's a horrible experience now Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and it's not because there's veterans in there playing shenanigans. I, it's not the reason at all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your first headline for today. Breaking news. This comes from Headline USA, by the way. PayPal has reinstated its policy to fine users 2500 bucks directly from their accounts if they spread misinformation. This is another reason oh, why great. the dang Now, now Walmart's going to fine me for talking about how horrible it is to shop in their stores. Great. Now, PayPal's going to, you know, if you're if This is another reason why we got to have, you know, good elections, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling Telling you. There was more chaos in Walmart the other day than there was in the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> I want an investigation of just it. what happened on Walmart. Yeah, big time, I'm man. sure that, that, you know, they'd find all sorts of cr crime and corruption that they didn't find in the other investigation. You bet. So, but now PayPal is going to say, we're spreading misinformation because there's uh, more people and more 
a seemingly possible ability to have violence than there was in january 6th we're, we're going to be just oh i'm sure yeah. <laughs> anyway. well i can't do business with paypal anymore there we go there you go paypal's policy for charging twenty five hundred dollars for spreading inaccurate or misleading information has been reinstated as outlined in the restricted activities under their user agreement on september 26th the financial service announced some changes to certain agreements starting november 3rd PayPal is expanding the existing list of prohibited activities to include the sending, posting, or publication of messages, content, or materials under its acceptable use policy. Violation of this acceptable use policy constitutes a violation of PayPal's user agreement and may subject you to damages, including liquidated damages of $2,500 per violation, which may be debited directly from your PayPal account as outlined in the user agreement. So PayPal has now created an arm of their corporation where they're hiring people to try to spot things that go against their community standards or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. And so you're going to pay a fine to pay for people to limit your freedom of speech when you're trying to do business. So what if you sell things on the internet, like t-shirts, let's say, that have sayings on them that might go against their standards? Are they going to find the person that made the t-shirt or find the person that selling the t-shirt? Or are they going to like limit the sales of it? Or Who are they finding on that one? Well, let's see. Now, usually Hold on, we can't see. People, we, we got to take a break. Oh, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. As so, a matter of so fact. People get to find out on the other side. We'll be right back. No doubt that you've been hearing about our crazy real estate market. Whether you need to sell your beloved home to downsize or wish to travel the world, you must have an ethical representative to put you first and make sure your transition goes smoothly while protecting your interests. In a market with competing offer scenarios and many inexperienced agents, Jennifer Swisher offers a decade of expertise in rural and urban residential sales and property management. Swisher Sales offers a risk-free, easy exit listing with a communication and performance guarantee. Simply put, if you're not satisfied, you can walk away at any time without a penalty. Now, what do you have to lose? Call Jennifer today for a hassle-free market analysis or any other real estate question. Swisher Sales will simplify your buying and selling process and provide you a peace of mind while you navigate the challenging real estate market. Call or text Jennifer at 509-220-5373 or send an email to swishersales at gmail.com. Again, 220 220- 5373 or swisher sales at gmail.com. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Happy Veterans Day this Friday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. That wasn't a very productive break for me. I, I was having visions of being back in walmart and then i was starting to mix those visions with maybe being in there with the veteran that you explained uh <laughs> the story of them shopping with their wife in the first half so yeah okay that was a horrible experience for you. so leaving the break now we're going into paypal making you pay to be their pal oh you betcha man users will be subject to a financial penalty if they violate the revised policy in any way including by spreading false information engaging in discrimination against the lgbtq community posing a risk to user safety and so on 
PayPal stated, you may not use PayPal services for activities that involve the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that in PayPal's sole discretion, number one, are harmful, obscene, harassing, or objectionable. Number two, depict or appear to depict nudity, sexual, or other intimate activities. Number three, depict or promote illegal drug use. Number four, depict or promote violence, criminal activity, cruelty, or self-harm. Number five, depict, promote, or incite hatred or discrimination of protected groups or individuals or groups based on protected characteristics. Present a risk to user safety or well-being. Are fraudulent, promote misinformation, or are unlawful. And finally, infringe on the privacy, intellectual property rights, or other proprietary rights of any party are otherwise unfit for publication. Now, after major backlash, PayPal reversed course and said that they would not be fining people $2,500 for spreading misinformation. A spokesperson said that the policy went out in error and that the company would not be fining people for misinformation. An AUP notice recently went out in error that included incorrect information. PayPal is not finding people for misinformation, and this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. They just lied to you, man. PayPal is not to be trusted at all, boy. I'm telling you. Apparently not. I am telling you, boy. I mean, you know, if they weren't going to have that as a policy, Tim, then they shouldn't have had it printed. Well, the fact that they you know? even had the policy in the first place, I mean, they're, they're, they're a processing uh, service. So process people's money and shut your mouth. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, if, and you're laughing all the way to the bank, too, because they are taking a pretty stiff percentage on, you know, all that money processing that they're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, so they're, they're, they're making a ton of money processing, you know, sales, uh, especially on the, you know, Internet, uh, you know, or however uh, their, their customer base wants to uh have things processed so i i just don't see i don't we should have him bake us a cake mike (laughs) you know i just because all these woke corporations are the same people that says you know keep your politics out of our company right yeah but now their company is trying to enforce their their politics politics on 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 consumers so to heck with paypal i just don't ever i just won't ever use them again (laughs) all right next headline folks China caught trying to disrupt our justice system. DOJ accuses 10 Chinese spies and communist agents of malign schemes. The Department of Justice announced on Monday that it had charged 13 Chinese nationals, 10 of whom are believed to be spies, for efforts to unlawfully exert influence in the United States. Their alleged crimes include coercing American residents into traveling to China to face punishments, stealing secrets pertinent to the criminal investigation of Huawei, and recruiting more spies for China. Attorney General Merrick Garland indicated that three separate cases involving communist agents operating in the United States sought to execute the will of the genocidal Chinese communist regime to interfere with the rights and freedoms of individuals in the United States and to undermine our judicial system that protects those rights. These newly unsealed indictments come at a time of growing tension between China and the West and after recent revelations that the communist regime is running illegal police stations across north america and europe did you catch wind of that tim europe the communist chinese party are being accused of running illegal police stations across north america and europe i've caught one headline 
and I don't remember where in the United States that it was, or even, maybe it was in Canada. I think it was in Canada so got, got, where there was an illegal Chinese police station established in a Canadian city. I just don't understand. So I, my thought on, okay, Chinese police station, I was thinking, okay, so is this you know community-centric for like some of the larger cities that have Chinatowns? Yeah, it could be. Um, or is it actually the Communist Chinese Party putting police? But what are they policing? Exactly. I would tend to think that it would be the, the former, you know, where we've got a large concentration of Chinese citizens in one particular city. Then, you know, obviously the CCP be really, really interested in finding out what is going on with that particular segment of the Chinese population. So, so maybe the Chinese Communist Party is putting their own policing agencies in Chinese-dominant communities in the United States or other countries to try to police perceptions of China? Yeah, I, I, probably. I don't know. I don't know what they'd be enforcing. Anyways, I don't have any other information on that. Do you? No, I don't, other than I did happen to see that one headline, and I do believe that it was a Canadian city where this uh, Communist Chinese police station ended up getting found. Real weird. I mean, that I just ended up catching the headline. It was a quick glimpse. Well, I wonder if the, I don't know, I wouldn't call him a conservative leader. So uh, let's call him a socialist leader in <laughs> Canada. If he's, I mean, he liked the lockdown things. He, he liked, you know, threatening people's incomes and taking away their money if they didn't leave the, the country's capital. Remember that, all that going on? Oh, yeah. You betcha, you man. Know, the trucker thing. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe certain countries have made deal with communist China to set up police stations. That's pretty weird, man. Pretty so, weird. Something to watch out for. We'll, we'll, we'll be looking into this some more. Oh, yeah. You betcha. Focus Group stuns CBS News host with bipartisan agreement on nearly every issue. None of you are very optimistic, according to CBS News. Here's the story. Margaret Brennan, moderator of CBS News Face the Nation, was shocked Sunday that a bipartisan focus group agreed woke policies are bad news for children. In fact, the focus group essentially agreed with one another on every issue. And I'm sure that CBS News and their management, as well as a lot of people in the Democrat Party, were just freaked out when they had a focus group put together of all kinds of different background people that were coming together to basically come to consensus that a lot of what is aggrieving us here in our society nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, aggrieves these people straight across the board too. Now, when Brennan asked the group for their biggest concern about raising children in America, they agreed it is far left woke culture. All these elementary schools and middle schools having woke culture pushed on them from the LGBT community for sexual identity and gender. We should be pushing the actual school studies, math, social studies, and science, not gender studies or sexual identification, said John, who identifies as a Republican. LaShawn, a Democrat with eight children, said that she agreed. I can also agree with some of his points. I really will say sex education. I feel like some things, you know, are brought to the children's attention they wouldn't even think about, LaShawn said. The children, they're really influenced. You can teach them one thing at home, but when they go to school, they're just as much influenced by their teachers and their surroundings. And we should have more input, appearance of what we want them to learn. I agree, said Stephanie, who identifies as an independent voter. Uh, 
The group also raised concern over various other issues, especially the economy. Stephanie described the state of the economy as scary. LaShawn called it unstable, and John condemned it as horrible. You have to just adjust. It's not just it's not just the, you know, heating, the cost of living, the electricity. Everything is just, it's just really hard, LaShawn said of high inflation and economic woes. The panel also said crime, immigration, and impacts of COVID lockdown policies are among their top concerns. Their feelings, in fact, confirm what polls show. The majority of Americans are not worried about abortion rights, but about the economy, crime, and immigration, issues that affect everyday life. The moderator expressed shock over the group's agreement despite their ideological differences. Often when we do these focus groups, we have people from different party affiliations disagreeing with each other, Brennan said. But I am hearing all of you echo a lot of the same concerns and agreeing with each other, she observed. None of you are very optimistic about the country right now. And I'm telling you, none of us should be optimistic about the direction and uh, position of the country as we see it and know it right now, man. And that is the reason why this election is so important, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, Tim and I are somewhat remiss. We didn't want to hit you with an election report the day after the Tuesday election, only to come back and have to report to you about racism that are still being decided because they're way, way too close about races that are stuck in the midst of lawsuits that are flying oh, back yeah. across the uh, aisles uh, yeah. and things to that effect. Yeah, so, best, best of way to we can see when, when the when the election dust settles. Yes, Because, I mean, there'll be other states that have problems we got to talk about. And, you know, locally here, we know that uh, elections aren't even certified until, the like, close to the end of the month. Yeah, you betcha, man. We're talking about the week of Thanksgiving. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. As we're uh, sitting down and we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving with our loved ones, and we're going to sit there and enjoy maybe a little ham, some turkey, some pumpkin pie. Well, now, now that's still cranberries. That's still another couple weeks out, Mike. You don't want to talk I could about smell that. that. I could smell that turkey already, buddy. What are you talking about? I mean, are we going to be able to find a turkey? Uh, well, you know, we're just going to have to wait well, and see. Supply chains, cost of diesel. I, I don't know. Hey, I, your your turkey's only going to be a dollar more than it was last year. Why? Well, I, I think I might <laughs> I might protest the rate. You know, maybe we'll just have tacos. Hey, did Saki gets fired from MSNBC yet? I have no idea. <laughs> Well, that's a turkey for sure. Yeah, big time, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. You bet. Autism rates in children and teens skyrocketed up 52% in just three years, man. That's scary. That is scary. Now, the number of children and adolescents with a diagnosis somewhere along the autism spectrum continues to rise. According to the latest research out of Gangdong Pharmaceutical University in China, as of 2020, one out of every 30 kids is now considered autistic, a 52% jump from 2017. One in 30, Tim. Wow, that is just amazing. You know, when when I started this radio gig 13 plus years ago, we were looking at autism rates then that were running about one in 100. And then several years later, the number went to one in 50 and it just kind of hung there for a while. Right. But I remember when that number was one in 5,000, one in 10,000. 
yeah. you know, 20 and 25 years ago. Well, we definitely need to find out what's going on in the environment, you know, for... Oh, uh, there's definitely something going on in the in the environment well, that uh, we're raising our children up in right now, and right. that's what is causing all of this autism. Well, and they expected mothers. I mean, it used to be that, you know, if, if women were pregnant, they were told not to take anything, not, no, you know, don't take aspirin, don't take Tylenol, don't take anything without talking to your doctor. Don't, you know, don't Don't take, even eat a can of tuna fish without talking to your doctor. Right, right. Stay away from... <laughs> Than things that could be uh, like tuna fish that could be high in uh, iodine uh, in, or uh, yeah, something. anything mercury, any, any, mercury, any kind yeah. of yeah. So don't take vaccines if you're pregnant. I mean, there was a lot of things there, and then of course the children, you know, they get exposed to baby foods and formulas and things like that. And their doctors used to have different recommendations back in the day, and now it's kind of they just let anything go. It's it's kind of strange, and so. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to uh, find out someday, someday soon, before everyone has autism when they're yeah, born. Yeah, big time, man. Uh, you know, what to do about it. Now, this rest of the story really not sitting well with me at this particular point. And, and uh, let me go ahead and take off on it. And I'm sure you guys will get the same icky feeling in your stomach. But hold on. We, we're out of time for today's show. They're going to have to come back Monday. Ah. They will, unfortunately so. All of that being said, you fathers and grandfathers out there, gather up the family, glorify and praise God. Give the family a great big hug and a kiss. Remind them that you love them a lot. Take them somewhere warm this weekend. Mike yeah. and Tim, we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye.